Listener Production. We're the smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Alex Dyson, Sophia and I went to the supermarket yesterday morning. Wonderful stuff. A nice family outing to the produce aisles. It's been a while because, uh, you know, COVID, etc. We've been a little bit nervous about hitting uh, hitting the local shops and everything, so we've been doing the click and collect. But we went back to the supermarket now, bracing, you know, living with it. And sure. the new Normal. reality that yep. is uh, post-COVID These world. These uncertain times. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, get myself a, a coffee and a baby Chino from so- for Sophia. Head on up the escalators to find somewhere. Marshmallow? Yeah, of course, of course. She uh, started nomming it on the uh, on the escalator on the way up. And on the way up of the escalator, I think, oh, I didn't bring a bib for Sophia. She's going to spill it all over her shirt. As I say it in my head, <laughs> she's going to spill it all over her sh- I drop my coffee on myself. <laughs> it all over my shirt. Like a brown coffee. Like at least hers like, is mostly milk. Yeah. Mine is a brown soy coffee. It hits my shirt, goes all over it, then lands on the escalator. Thankfully, and I don't know how, the lid doesn't come off, okay? Oh! <laughs> it's so just it's only leaking out in little blips, blips yep. down the escalator. I see it trickling down the little holes. I'm covered in coffee and I'm, the escalator's got coffee on it, but we get to the top and I have half a soy flat white. So it was sort of a win. <laughs> it was a bit of a spilly weekend, actually. Um, Woods is about to come out to Comedy Republic. Big um, full capacity for the very first time. That was awesome. But just as she was about to leave, she was thinking, I'm going to tidy up the kitchen. I'm going to make sure it's good so it doesn't. it's not bad when we come back. Putting the rice away on the top <gasps> shelf in the bucket, drops oh, no. it. I get photos. It is <laughs> everywhere. And it landed at like probably the worst part in our kitchen where it went through the open bedroom door, down to the bathroom, <laughs> into the pantry, through the shoe rack and into the kitchen and some living room. It was like at the real apex of A the house. spider legs of, uh, of rice. Absolutely. It's that blueberries. They're the only two. They're the worst two things to drop, I well, swear. What have you spilled, Matt.and.alex? No, thank you so much for joining us today. It's going to be a very big show. We do have producer Bron coming in for some click fish and uh, some incredible guests, Kate and Bronte Campbell, who you would have seen at multiple Olympics. Uh, two of Australia's greatest swimmers happen to be siblings. And uh, yeah, we're going to get a few secrets from them because they've written a, written a book called Sister Secrets. And I love, Matt, when people divulge secrets. Yeah, some really funny stuff uh, coming out of that book. So we can't wait to delve into that. Also, we got a click fish with Bron, which may or may not lead to another story from the past. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's get stuck in. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, I was feeling for Matt Doran yesterday, Alex Dyson. I saw that. (laughs) I saw that headline. (laughs) Oh, and I... (laughs) I... uh, Oh, it's a big punch to the guts, isn't it? It's it's rough, man. I mean, because it is his fault, but it's also so innocuous that you think, oh, it'll be fine. Look, we've been there. We haven't not been there. We've all been there. Okay, look, 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 look. If you didn't see it, say what's happening. If you don't know what's going on, all right. Um, Matt Doran, very experienced Australian journalist, TV host, mm-hmm. interviewer. He's in a bit of trouble. He's been asked to sort of stand down for two weeks uh, from his role at Channel 7. Just take a little step back. Mm. 
because he uh, flew to London. They secured a big, a big interview with Adele. Now, yeah. now the the rumors going around on Twitter was that they paid a million dollars for this interview. Do you think that's true? Well, I'd hope so because didn't Barnaby Joyce get seven hundred thousand or something for his um, little uh, office? Bonk misstep. And so I'd I'd hope oh that Adele's God. more than that. Honestly, what have I got to do to get interviewed for a million dollars? Do I have to rob someone? Like, what do I, who do I have to do wrong? Yeah. Yeah, look, I don't know. Release another really great and personal touching album, which the world adores, something like that. Oh, well, Adele's done it one way. I mean, I prefer to do it the quick and easy way. <laughs> the, the, the Barnaby way. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, if it turns out, you know, we were having an affair behind your partner's back, that we could sell that for a lot. Mate, oh, my God, yeah. You were bonking Imagine at the if- office. <laughs> well, we didn't even have to do it. Let's just say we did it. We should both say uh, that we both had affairs with each other's partners and, yeah. and, and none of it actually happened and then we would, we, yeah. we would make squillions. Yeah, and then Anyways. Matt Doran would interview us when he was back from um, unpaid leave. <laughs> The only reason I wouldn't do it is I don't think you're as um, generous a lover as I am. Like, I feel that it would be, you know, that's why it would be unbelievable. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. When it comes to loving, I am an opera singer warming up. Me, 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 me. <laughs> okay. So, no, look, look, back on, back on to the, the Matt Doran thing because I do, I feel... You were going to say what he did. I feel bad for him. Mm. The only thing that I, look, I don't feel bad for is they did pay an exorbitant amount, if, if that's the truth. Yeah. And also, Australia to London, long flight. And it's an even Massive. a longer flight when it's, not, a, when it's mm. not, you know, out of COVID, you know, lounges open, you know, airport bar parties, whatever, yeah. right? You know, We've got to say what's happened. happening. They booked him to interview Adele for a brand new oh, yeah, album. She flies there. They paid her a million dollars for the interview and now she's not letting them release it because he got there and he told her, yeah, I haven't actually listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> he admitted in the interview, I haven't, didn't get a chance to listen. Yeah, you just had a 24-hour flight, mate. <laughs> you just... Flown for 24 hours. You would have watched a few movies on that, I would have thought. Didn't think at one point to pop the new Adele in the ears. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of different things. All right? One, we don't know what Matt's going through, okay? Exactly. He could have been crafting an email that was to, to mm. you know, talk to someone about some things that were very important. That is true. He could have gone through a traumatic breakup recently and listening to Adele, who's, I was listening to a bit of the new stuff over the weekend, big, honest, uh, devastating about the breakdown of a relationship. I mean, someone like you, I I don't, I could cry just thinking about it. Exactly. Or here's the other thing. Here's Mm. the other thing that most people don't know, all right? When when you're interviewing an artist, Mm. all right, these big companies, all right, it used to be, We'll send you the CD. Mm. There you go. Lands in your pigeonhole at work, all right? Yep. Or send you a link to an, you know, to a Spotify yep. or whatever. Now, these clowns send you these things that are like, 
Yeah, I feel like Tom Cruise, buddy, in MI5 trying to get into this <laughs> yeah. single song that I need to listen to. you got to yeah. scan your thumb and take a blood sample just so they can identify you. Yeah. And I heard Adele releasing her album on vinyl, 750,000 vinyl were, were printed, which took up most of the world's vinyl printing capacity. <laughs> Where do you know manufactures vinyl? And then all these other people who are sort of like relying on it, like their album's getting pushed back and back and back because <laughs> they're printing so much Adele. So... So maybe he gets on a plane, suddenly they're like, oh, you need to log into something, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. And he's like, well, there's no internet. And yeah. then suddenly he's, he's done. He can't, he can't get into this account. So, look, we don't know what happened. But, I, I, you know, I do feel bad as well because I don't know Matt. Like, so, mm. uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to claim to be his friend or anything like that. But I certainly, I have sympathy for him in a situation like this. I mm. genuinely do as someone who's in the job. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, is like every person we interview, you've read their book and listened to their album or oh. watched their movie. <laughs> page so. to page and, <laughs> and watched every, right into the end of the credits every time. Yeah. Well, you got to see who the, the best boy is and who did the catering <laughs> and you want to be across it all, don't so, you? So, so the thing is... Look, some more than others, I suppose. But the thing is, <laughs> I mean, especially at some of the triple... I mean, come on, you can't love every genre of music. Okay, well, look, that's anyway, the thing. Matt, Matt is, could have gone, Adele, it's like, oh, man, listen to that. I prefer a little bit of, you know, they could be they could be like me. You know, could prefer a little bit of the... You know, it could be just not his bag, baby. You know what I mean? Mate, when I do interviews, I don't expect anyone to even know my name properly. Yeah. Like, that's like, it's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, granted, no one's paying me a million dollars for the scoop. But yep. I also feel bad for Matt because he was also um, dating Justine. You know, him and Justine <gasps> Schofield were together You're when I had my little incident. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I really, so I specifically <laughs> don't right, want Matt right. to think that I'm coming for him in some sort of like... Attack because I have no, I've absolutely nothing against Matt at all. Like I, I don't know him. I have nothing. We all make mistakes. This is not a go, you know. And I don't want him to think yeah. that I'm. Well, it's, it'll be fine. Coming for the Channel Seven job as well, or anything like that. Let's let's move on, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I we think we've can. just stitched each other up. We've stitched. <laughs> we've stitched other people who are having a bad time up. I mean, this is this podcast is just a black hole from which everyone loses. <laughs> Okay, this is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. All Day Breakfast. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. fish. Click fish. With producer Brian. Yes, it's that time on a Monday where we bring our producer in to chat articles from the weekend that we were tempted to click on but had too many, uh, too strong a moral fibre. Uh, producer Bron, Hello. Hello. Um, do you know what's sus as, Matt? What? Bron coming in, going, oh, we should just get straight into the uh, the articles. I've got nothing from the weekend, so don't ask about it. I'm like, oh, yep. Bron, that's sus as. Yeah. <laughs> that means you either did stuff that you don't want to talk about on the podcast, which is fine, but yep. I'm intrigued, or you did so little <laughs> that it's almost worth Pondering exactly what you did. Embarrassing. I did. Embarrassingly little, Bron. What did you get up to nothing. on the weekend? Go on. What have you got? What's your TikTok count get up to? I literally like read a book and went to the shops. <laughs> like nothing oh, happened. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Congratulations on uh, your 40th birthday. That's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the Kate and Bronte Campbell book, Sister Secrets? We got them coming on the show later. 
<laughs> I did. I did go out Friday night, but um, nothing again. It was very no- lovely night. Nothing to report. What about you, Dice? So, I mean, you're the one with the comedy club. What did you with open suddenly unlimited? Living it up, living it yeah. up. So I ordered a few pizzas to the bar over the weekend. I love it when the restaurant comes to you and oh, you are oh, nice. sitting there. Old mate Illy rocked up as well. Hey, nice. did he really? So he came along, checked the place out. It was good times. So Melanie Bracewell and Nazim Hussain. That's a very good light, like duo of comedians. Yeah, it's good because right. before they were doing like dual 30 minute each shows and originally with the restrictions, they had to perform to people upstairs and downstairs simultaneously and then run in between. <laughs> like that they were on some date in a sitcom and they were two-timing someone running between restaurants. Um, Have I told you about when I did that in Hong Kong and it all went terribly wrong? No. Is Clickfish the time to be doing that? <laughs> Okay, after this segment, I'll tell you the quick story about what happened when I did that. Two shows All in a right. row. Well, Two shows at the same time. Back to your regular programming. Bridges abroad. what are you being clicking on this weekend? So this one was sent in by at retro underscore Claire on Instagram. The headline, little known trick reveals how to tell if someone blocked you on Facebook. Oh, you can tell. Isn't it just... When you search them and they don't, they don't pop up. <laughs> exactly. Well, yes. Oh. <laughs> that was the first trick. The second little-known trick. Oh wow! <laughs> this is a two-header. The second yep. little-known trick is to Google them. Yep. And if they come up on Google and you, they don't come up on your normal Facebook profile, right? They've blocked you. So, so instead of typing into the uh, Facebook yep. search bar, you type into the Google search bar. It's like, oh, this person's profile is there, and then you can click on it, but it's like this person doesn't exist. Yes. Oh, I had a spin out recently. I thought someone had blocked me. I tripped out. Did they? Purely because I just. <laughs> I'm not saying that people there's not people don't have any reason to block me. Mm. Many do, and I and I don't blame them for it. But yeah. Someone who I just did not think would block me blocked me and I was like, oh, my God. And it was like late at night and I just went into this spin out and like, and I was like, <laughs> why would they do that? It was someone I work with. And I was like, have I done something to this person at Mate, work? Mate, I just I, deleted I messaged- my Facebook. Don't read into <laughs> yes. it, okay? <laughs> and then I messaged someone else. They're like, no, nah, I can't see it either. And then the, their account was back in the next day and I was like, yeah, okay, right. something's happened. Well, I've had someone follow me recently. I'm like... I'm pretty sure they were already following me, so they must have done oh. the unfollow at one point. <laughs> and just they always keep crawling back to Daiso's feed. You can't stay away for too long. All right, Broad, what, what's up next? This is from News.com headline: Surprise schoolies trend revealed. Oh, getting wasted and passing someone that you know you know vaguely from school. That is quite the trend at schoolies. Um, a surprise trend could potentially be I don't know playing. Dungeons and Dragons at yeah. <laughs> um, you go to like a homestead and eat wine, have wine and cheese. I don't know. <laughs> kind of. So apparently they're saying that because kids have been, you know, locked down, all the restrictions, they're really good at following rules all of a sudden. Oh, wow. And they're just being super respectful and oh nice to people. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's about bloody time. What is wrong with the youth? <laughs> this is a quote from one of the schoolies. Drugs are sus. Like, I'm not about that life. Yeah, that's a good. direct quote. Good. So that's good. But, um, I mean, I think they're telling the truth. But as if you'd tell a news publication, I'm about to do something really illegal. Yeah. Like, please print it. It's very much like Bron coming in going, oh, I had a very quiet weekend. Not worth <laughs> talking about. <laughs> I don't know. There were no news people 
milling about where I was schooling, that's for sure. If, if anyone, if I was in the bloody Moroccan apartments in uh, Surfer's Paradise, <laughs> knee deep in about three litres of homebrew bourbon, <laughs> vomiting in someone else's apartment's toilet at five o'clock in the afternoon, people running everywhere. If some clown with a little microphone came up to me and said, hey. I would the Gold Coast Bulletin. Just doing a story on what you've been up to. Nah. I'd be like, ta-ta. Let me get back to the vom-voms. You know what I mean? So, you know, don't, don't trust anyone who's getting, who's talking to journos. These people aren't out and about. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, person I went on schoolies with did an article about our schoolies. Um, what, you went with, on schoolies with them and they did an article while they were at in, schoolies? In Girlfriend magazine. Nerd. Or was it Dolly magazine? Nerd. Wrote about it. They, they worked they at got, their schoolies? No, Nerd. they got interviewed about what they did for schoolies because we, oh, okay, we did an Oxfam bike ride through Vietnam and Cambodia. During schoolies? Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> All right. Come on, next. All right, bro. Can't last handle story. you. What are you... <laughs> What are we? <laughs> Bro, wait, Bron, what did you do at yeah. schoolies? Tell me you did something cool. I, I just went down to a friend's beach house for a, for a few days. It was nice. Mm. Oh, come on. Wasn't anyone just rumbling and rolling on the streets of Cavalav? Like, come on. <laughs> we, we stayed in Victoria. Oh, Actually, I accidentally oh went to schoolies God. about 17 on a family trip. We accidentally booked it for the week of schoolies. Oh, a little pre-schoolies. To the, to the Gold Coast, yeah. So, so your parents' toolies that weekend? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, by mistake. Oh, I was a toolie <laughs> once. I feel so ashamed even mentioning it. On purpose? How old? Well, my friend, it was the year after I went oh. to schoolies the first time. And actually. Lame. Such <laughs> <laughs> as. Oh, wow. How the turntables. <laughs> All right, Brian, quick. <laughs> and do you know what? Do you know what? Sorry, before we do this, I've got one other story that relates to schoolies. Maybe I'll tell that tomorrow. You've, you've created a whole new Matt O'Kai Tell Story <laughs> segment, which we're going to have to do next. So you save we'll it for it that. A- and later on this week, I'll tell, I'll tell the schoolie story. <laughs> okay, well, Broad, final story for you from Clickfish. Last one. This from Yahoo News. Headline, ABC interview gate crashed by intruder. Oh. Did hot dogs jump into the big brother house? <laughs> um, not, not quite. I'm going to say an actual dog. A cat. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Was it a Zoom in from home interview and the cat jumps on the keyboard or something? Yeah, so The Guardian's Matilda Bosley, she's a journalist who also does The Guardian's TikTok account. Um, she was discussing the, you know, ScoMo's backflip on COVID vaccination mandates and her cat just jumped in front of her webcam and it was very, very nice. We've got some audio. Sorry. Um, just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That is so good. Like we've had cats on this show, but not actually a cat going across the screen. That is that is a career highlight for me. Thank you, Matilda, for providing that television moment where your cat actually took over the screen. Some random acts of Moggy going on there. Do we know what the cat's name is? Astro. Astro. Oh, it's cute. Very nice. Don't pretend think, you like cats. I think the last. No, I do like cats. It's dogs that I don't like. <laughs> I, I absolutely love cats. I had two cats growing up, Aww. Baby and Gypsy. Shout out to them. The last person I remember making a cameo on the news named Astro is the dude who uh, headbutted Tony Abbott. Astro Lab, the DJ from Tassie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He went to shake Tony Abbott's hand and he said, I'm going to headbutt him. And then he headbutted him and, you Ooh. know, got the appropriate fines for that sort of. 
big, but yeah, I just remember him. Yeah, you can't just go headbutting anyone, really. No. Unless they very closely resemble a soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, producer Then it's Brock. your mistake, you know. You, you probably get away with it. So, I'm sorry, I thought you were a soccer ball. <laughs> it was right-back defence. <laughs> Um, thank you, Bron. <laughs> thank you. This is All Day Breakfast. All Day Breakfast. All Day Breakfast. Yes, very puffed was Melanie Bracewell, Matt, uh, doing a split show with Nazim Hussain <laughs> running up, up the stairs to a completely different audience. Um, as part of um, some very strict COVID safe measures on at Comedy Republic, which we just mentioned before with Clickfish, and you said that you'd uh, had to do something relatively similar. Yeah. So, were you on a job interview and you double booked it with a first date and you had to go and no. quickly answer some questions <laughs> and say, I'm just off to the bathroom? And then you run over to your date and go, Yeah, no, the fish is good. And quickly back. It did feel like that though. So, what happened was uh, first tour through um, Southeast Asia with. Melbourne International Comedy Festival Roadshow. Mm. So I was on tour through first Singapore and then Hong Kong. Nerd. (laughs) You mocked my tour through Southeast Asia. So I'm going to be mocking yours as well, nerd. (laughs) It's pretty true. (laughs) Telling jokes. Yeah. Hey, guys, you want to hear what's funny? No. Um, So Ronnie Cheng, Damien Callanan, Denise Scott, Randy. Randy Wow. That was a really fun tour, right? That would have been awesome. And, uh, and so I am doing this tour with great friends, really enjoying it. But when we get to Hong Kong, the venue is quite small. So the, it's two theatres set up at once. Now, what Melanie and Nazim were just doing, it's fine. They do one show downstairs and they do I go upstairs and they do their other show. Yep. That's fine. I was the MC on this tour. <laughs> so I had to host two shows right. at exactly the same time. So instead of doing one meant, spot and then moving to the other one. It wasn't just doing one and then the other. The act each- I was going in between, <laughs> literally running in between rooms, being like, and hey, welcome to the stage, Ronnie Chang. And then I'd run back into the other room and be like, oh, okay, so uh, the funniest thing happened to me the other day, blah, 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 blah. Welcome to the stage, Randy. And then I'd run back and then Ronnie would finish and I'd be like, that was Ronnie, guys, the weirdest thing happened to me the other day. And then I'd like introduce someone else. And so I did this back and forth. And the worst thing is, right. So did they start at exactly the same time? Because usually the yeah, MC at a comedy show, you have to do like five minutes of your own stand-up before you introduce yeah, the first Yeah, it, it was that. So I would do, I did my opening bit, which was like a 10-minute bit. Yep. And then I went, introduced the person stage. And then I think it was 15 minutes later, the next show started. So then I just did my opening bit. And then after that 15 minutes. So you had five minutes to get back. Yeah, someone would be finished their 20 minute set, right? And so, and so, like, I was doing it. Now, at this point, I was doing a bit, and one, it was like one of the biggest bits from my very first stand up show. Mm-hmm. And it was all about armed robbery training. Oh. Right? So, <laughs> what had happened was we'd done this armed robbery training at the video store that I'd worked in. in oh, which if they people had, try, and, try and steal yeah. Air Force One on VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what to do. What happens is people walk in. They go, give me all the money, and it's really easy to go like, no, yep. and then they go, Poof, 
Or, you know, you go... Dunsky. You go, you go, oh, sure, okay, and because you're scared, you reach under the counter and they think you've got a gun, so then they go... You know, so it's all about, like, mitigating the risk and being like, so what you're supposed to do is... And this is all... I did all of this in the bit, right? You sort of have to immediately just show your hands. Yep. Right? And then curl your shoulders forward to assume a non-threatening position because you don't want to seem like you're going to even go at them. Yeah. So you sort of just go like this... Head down. And then and then the the thing was that they told us is that you need to turn sideways right, okay. to create a smaller target for your robber. Right? Oh my God. So this is so this is all the stuff that they were teaching yeah. us. Yeah. And and so this is part of the bit where I I explained this whole thing and yeah. then said So where's the funny bit? Well, so, I mean, it's just about how ridiculous that was or how silly sure. you'd feel doing that. And, yeah. I, and I acted out. I'm being very physical. It does sound a bit like the time warp slightly. So, so anyways, <laughs> I, do that whole, I do that whole thing, right? Yep. Now, it, is, it in itself is a fine bit. It's okay. Mm. It's sort of, but it's more of a setup, Alex Dyson. I'm, I'm allowed to pull back the curtains because this is Uh-oh. 10 years ago now. Yep. If not more, I've and been you've doing retired this. now, so you've handed I in your, that joke your back in badge and gun, and so <laughs> you can reveal all the comedy <laughs> secrets. I was doing that joke when I worked at the video store, 20, 2006, right? So, so the whole point is, you you talk about it, you're telling some jokes about the whole thing, and then at the end, I would, t- would tell this long story about how I was somewhere dodgy, and then someone like in an alleyway says, "Give me all your money or whatever," and then I and then I do the move, the physical move. Okay, like I I put my Shoulders for it's a callback, yeah. right? But it happens like half an hour later, and everyone like goes, "Ah, the hand armed robbery." I thing. remember when he said that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Except for when you're doing two shows in one venue in one night, and you've forgotten who you've told the first half of the joke to. Didn't you tell so, it to both of them or you only told it to one? That's what I thought I told them to both of them. So I go into this other one. It's the very last <laughs> thing I'm saying on stage and I'm like, so anyways, I'm down this dark alley and someone says, give me all the money and I do this and I just proceed to what in their eyes must have been <laughs> the strangest series of physical action They've ever seen anyone do. I'm, I'm there with my arms crumpled forward, my arms, my hands out. I've turned sideways, and it's it's a silent bit, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you and the you whole hold the microphone is, away from your face. Yeah. <laughs> the whole room is dead silent, just looking at me, and I'm standing there side on, right, side on to avoid waiting for the laughter to come. <laughs> and then I just, I open my eyes and I lean forward to the mic and I said, "Uh." I, I didn't do this bit earlier, did I? <laughs> and they just said, no, no. A whole room of people just shaking their head. So then I had to go, well, look, I used to work at a video store. And it was <laughs> no, 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 it no, no. Was, All right, it goes to I show. wish the arm robber had gotten me in that moment <laughs> because not good. All right, well, thank you for that. Make sure to whether it is you are doing stand-up comedy or getting robbed at a video easy to make yourself a small target. <laughs> That's what we can say. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. 
No matter kind, I started at uh, Warrnambool Swimming School in year eight and after some initial signs, I knew things weren't going to work out for my swimming career when I was just getting too tired in the backstroke and under the water would pull on the lane rope to just pull, pull me oh, along a bit further. Alex Dyson, I never thought you cheated. <laughs> my career petered out relatively early, but our next guests have gone to the uh, highest heights in that particular sport um, to tell us all about it. They're joining us right now. Kate Campbell, Bronte Campbell, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us on All Day Breakfast. Hello. Hello. Um, it's awesome to be joining you both in separate parts. It's been nice to catch up as sisters uh, whilst talking about the brand new book, Sister Secrets. Do you get the time to talk socially or are you uh, all business when it comes to these things? I only talk to Kate on Zoom calls with other people to mediate. <laughs> it's true. After spending that long together, we, we need some third parties to get in the middle of this. It's so exciting that, uh, you know, finally hear some of the, what would have been going behind the scenes of both of your incredible careers. Um, when someone sits down and says, hey, look, write a, write a book, write it together, write it about both of you all at once and at the same time, what was the first thing that went, oh, we got to tell that story? Well, it's really interesting because like all good, good stories start, this started with an Instagram DM. Yep, yep. Wow. Someone just slid into my DMs, <laughs> uh, a lovely librarian. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and, she, and she messaged me and she just said, hey, uh, I'd like to recommend some books. I've got some really sporty girls and I, I don't have any books uh, written by by females or for females. Do you and your sister Bronte have a book? Uh, I, if you do, I'd really like to recommend it. And I was like, well, we don't. But then I picked up the phone and I was like, hey, Bronte, how do you feel about writing a book? <laughs> Not yet. Wow. So, Bronte, you're at the other end of the phone. Uh, you've just been asked to um, write your memoirs almost. Um, how, did, how did you respond to that? Yeah, it was, um, I was like, all right. I mean, Kate told me the story and I was like, okay, great. You're very brave going through your DMs firstly. I leave that <laughs> box unopened, but um, maybe I should if there's actually something nice in there. But yeah, we just like, okay, great. Let's um, let's have a think and sat down and had a bit of a, a look at how we wanted to do it. And then, I don't know, I thought the process of writing a book would be like somehow mysterious or um, amazing. And we just like, set up a Google document and wrote on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it. It totally. Like, it's actually not that, not that mysterious. <laughs> just write down words. We didn't have to go to any good retreats. There oh, were like no on. cabins in the forest. I was really disappointed. No <laughs> writing on napkins in small Parisian bookshops or anything. Okay. No typewriter. Like it was not romantic or at all like it's portrayed. But what what you do do is you do have some pretty gnarly chapter headings while, um, you know, while you sort of keep keeping track of what each chapter is about and what the stories are. Did you have any that stick to jump out of uh, the, you know, where you're like, the chapter heading is like, time I ate the worm in Mexico or something. <laughs> love love that you eat worms in Mexico. <laughs> no. That's quite nice, actually. Love to in Mexico right now. Uh, no, not really. I mean, we we just sort of chronicled our, our story and sort of figured it out afterwards. Um, we rechatted with our publisher and they're like, oh, try put like some embarrassing stories in there. And I was like, oh, must we? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying must we because she has all the embarrassing stories. Yeah, so must go we. on. Well, go on. I mean, I remember, Kate, we, you, we did uh, something a little while ago and you brought up a story about a, was it a pair of underpants that... 
Um, and <laughs> Campbell is nodding knowingly. I would describe that on the uh, on the Zoom. There is that is that is that story in the book? And if so, or if not, can you uh, just remind us about that one again, please? <laughs> oh yes, that one made it. Um, oh, fantastic. And the forgotten underwear <laughs> and the very helpful lady with uh, from southern Alabama asking if Bronte would like her underwear returned with her passport <laughs> within 15 minutes of the flight. That was going to take us to the Rio Olympic Games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I accidentally, I, you know what I did? Like we moved to this hotel room and I was like, okay, great. I'll, um, I'll put my passport somewhere safe or I won't forget it because we're there for two weeks. I was like, I'll unpack. So I was like, I'll put it in my underwear drawer because there's like absolutely no way I'd leave that undies. <laughs> I've, I have done the same. Socks and underwear drawer, passport in there. Because the three done things that? you need to pack, underwear, socks and your passport when you're going overseas. Did you remember yours though? Uh, yes, I did yeah, take it well, on. Yeah. Although I did get a call. I was at the airport and Linda Mariano from Triple J calls up and because she was meant to be flying at the same time. I'm like, where are you? Let's, let's hang out before we f- our flight. And she's like, I can't go. I can't find my passport. And her mum had put it in the linen cupboard to for safekeeping. It was under the towels or something like that. Yeah, okay, so I didn't put mine in the linen cupboard, but I did forget it. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. So we've heard we've heard an embarrassing story from you, Bronte. What about you, Kate? Because you can't get away scot-free. Just throw Bronte under the bus and then, and then get away with it. So, you know, what's in there about you that made you sort of go, oh, do we have to put this in? Oh, there are some really bad childhood photos of me. Oh, they got like, a, one of those sweet uh, middle sections with the uh, the oh, coloured pics. Yeah, yeah, with like the the home haircut. So it looks like mum has literally put a bowl on my head and cut all around. <laughs> um, and I have this this really annoying habit of when my face is at rest. Some people have resting bitch face. I have a resting worried face. So it just looks <laughs> like I'm going to cry in all of my photos. And I think it's because I was so worried about my hair. <laughs> yeah, goodness. Well, it is. Schoolies time at the moment. Yeah. Is there anything in Sister Secrets that involves the schoolies time of thing? Because we were we heard the news story at the moment that schoolies this year is a little bit tame, and I imagine you know the, the swimmers at our school growing up who were going very well. There's mornings, there's nights. It's seven days a week. There's very little room to be uh, to doing anything like that. And given you guys started swimming at um, such a young age, what do we have in, in your uh, schoolies cabinet? Oh, I wish school. I wish I had some great schoolies um, stories for you, but I I literally finished school and um, the very next day flew out for a training camp and spent my whole um my whole uh, schoolies on a training camp um, in Threadbo um, in at the end of the year, so in summer um, <laughs> with with like three well, other people. So that at was, least that was my schoolies. The the traffic wouldn't have been that bad. At least. <laughs> I, I love how far you had to dig for that silver lining. Um, the, the real silver lining is is that three months later, I qualified for my first Olympics. So wow. there was a reason that we did it. That's but- good. Kate, Kate, what about you? So my schoolies was also, uh, I, I went with a group of friends to the Sunshine Coast, but I was there for two days and then I had to fly down to Canberra for a competition. Yeah, well, it's obviously paid off. Um, There's so many great stories in it. Sister Secrets, Kate Campbell, Bronte Campbell, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today. I don't want to ask one final question, you know, swimming, how do you focus or what do you think about when you're racing and does your mind wander through some of the big events? I mean, at the Olympics, do you find yourself thinking some weird things looking at it? Because it's a very private sport. You're in there, you can't really hear much under the water. What, what's going through Kate and uh, Bronte's minds when they're, when they're swimming? 
Well, not a lot. A lot of the time, no. <laughs> um, it, to, to be honest, it, it, it oscillates. Sometimes it, if you wanted the, the, the correct textbook answer, I'm always thinking about my stroke. And technique. And I'm always trying to feel the water and I'm always trying to connect with it. Uh, but no, sometimes it just goes off into the last song you heard. So you have to be really like careful about the music that you listen to on the way to training because <laughs> you just, you don't want like, something like, I don't know, spinning around in your head because then it just, <laughs> and, and it just, it's on repeat and on a loop. What about yourself, Bronte? Um, oh God, I like to say nothing. No, I think, um, I think when, when you're actually competing, like it's very hard to remember what's happening in your head, mm -hmm. but when you're like warming up and cooling down, it's, it's just like the best, isn't it? You know that, like mm. you were saying before, like all the sound goes and you can just like hear all these like muted noises underwater and you can like hear the beat of your kick and hear your stroke. And it's just like, like a real calm place. So I absolutely I, I love, 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 love it. And it's probably like my most creative space. Like every good idea I have is when I'm swimming because you can just like sit in the quiet for a bit and then like see what sort of floats to the surface. So I, I yeah, I mean, people every day now are talking about all the things that they find meditative and swimming is like definitely that for me. Oh, the creative ideas. Oh, you have amazing. to come down with some um, Silicon Valley investors and sit next to the pool and ask you about some new <laughs> app ideas as soon as you jump out, Bronte Campbell. Uh, it's been an honour talking to you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been great cheering for you all these years as you pull on the green and gold and uh, so nice to hear the stories behind it as well. Congratulations on the book and hopefully we'll chat to you again at some stage. Thanks, Thanks. so much for having us. Oh, look, and that brings us to the end of All Day Breakfast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to uh, Kate and Bronte Campbell, absolute legends, having a chat to us there. I'll be running to your copy of uh, Sister Secrets to check out that bowl cut. I, uh, <laughs> I anticipate it to be one of the all-time greats. So thank you very much to both of them for, um, for having a chat. It was great. Look, growing up with curly hair, all I ever wanted was a bowl cut <laughs> growing up or the undercut. So I'm very jealous of Kate Campbell there. Look, thank you as always for listening to us and please keep in touch with us whenever anything you hear uh, reminds you of anything. So please, at matt.n.alex on Instagram or mattandalex.com.au. Really want to hear from you if you are peed off because there is a gentleman with a cape who's going to sweep in tomorrow and help you out. It is another time for another episode of Rant Dog on our Tuesday. So please send us a voice memo if there's something that you've looked at or heard and just gone, you know, someone needs to fix that because um, he tells the truth to power. And um, we look forward to hearing from him tomorrow once again. Yeah, or if you're in schoolies and you actually want to talk to the real media. <laughs> if you're at schoolies mid you know, shenanigans, and you think, I don't want to talk to these clowns at their MSM. I want to talk to some real fat cats who know what they're doing. Well, yeah. Matt and Alex, our ears are open. Get in touch with us. Hook us up with yourself or your brothers and sisters and cousins who are at schoolies. We want to uh, go on the ground in, you know, embed ourselves in what the media are saying is a tame schoolies, but I'm sure, Matt, that... Uh, once you and I are chatting to it, we can we can level with these cool uh, kids, and they can the tell old us exactly what's that we going are, on. Hey, go underground, <laughs> sniff out the real parties. That's it. <laughs> All, right. All right, cheers. We'll wrap this bad boy up and catch you tomorrow. Bye bye. That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.